You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, the passion of our Lord now intensifies. His first two trials, the Jewish trials, first at the father-in-law of the high priest Annas and then at Caiaphas's house, have concluded. The Sanhedrin have decided that Jesus is to be condemned. In fact, they have condemned him to death. But not having the right to capital punishment, they need to go to the Romans now to collude with Pilate, the governor, to see to it that Jesus' life would be ended. So they bound Jesus. And when the morning dawned on Good Friday, they took him in ropes and led him to Pilate's house. This morning, Jesus would have the the last three of his five trials before Pilate and then before Herod and then back before Pilate. Mark gives us the two trials before Pilate pressed together. He skips the trip to see Herod. Where Jesus is brought before Pilate and accused. And then when the crowd compels Pilate to hand Jesus over to them, The indignities which began already at the high priest's house start to intensify. And at least as I hear the Passion reading, these are the things that catch my attention, that the soldiers take Jesus, that they bind Him, that they strike Him, that they strip Him and put on Him purple robes and press a crown of thorns into His head and strike Him on the head with a reed. They punch him in the face and say, prophesy, who hit you? And they bow down, the text says, to worship him in mockery. You can hardly stand to hear such things. But I think hearing these things, the cruelty with which our Lord Jesus is treated, when he came to bring kindness and life and he's being handed over to death, these things might cause us to miss that the majority of the passion of our Lord Jesus is, in fact, a courtroom scene. That Jesus is on trial. That, and this is one of the great Christian mysteries, like we, you know, at Christmas, consider the great mystery that the Creator is now part of the creation, or on Good Friday, that the Lord of life is dead, that God bleeds. We have another one of these mysteries here in this text, that the one who is appointed to rule or to judge all of the Lord, all of the world on the last day, the one who will stand and judge the quick and the dead, now stands to be judged by Pilate. And that the one who is our advocate, who stands in the throne room of God in the heavenly court and pleads our case, here does not open his mouth to defend himself. It's the thing that Mark wants to impress us with in this account. In fact, of all of the texts that we heard as Jesus is before Pilate, the only words that we have from Jesus are are this. After Pilate asks him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered and said to him, It is as you say. And then the accusers are brought in, the chief priests, and they accuse him of many things. But, Mark says, Jesus answered nothing. 
And Pilate asked him again, saying, Do you answer nothing? Do you see how many things they testify against you? But Jesus still answered nothing, so that Pilate marveled. And we marvel as well. Because our Lord Jesus, with a word, could have undone this whole thing. I mean, we saw, just as an example, how it was when Jesus was on on Holy Tuesday, just four days before this, how Jesus was in the temple and, and the scribes and the Pharisees brought their best accusations against him, their best questions to try to trap him. Should we pay taxes to Caesar? Who's, whose wife will this woman be in the resurrection? What's the greatest commandment? These, these, these tests that were designed to trap him and, and cause him to be guilty. And with a word, Jesus flipped the tables on him, showed himself to be righteous, justified in his words, and them to be foolish. And Jesus could have done the same thing here in this trial. With a single word, He could have demonstrated His own righteousness and the, and the sinfulness of the Pharisees and scribes that were bringing these accusations. With a single word, Jesus could have put Himself in the position of judge and put Pilate there as the guilty one for His fear. But He opens not His mouth. I mean, Jesus could have, could have done even more. He could have opened his mouth and legions of angels could have come down and obliterated the whole place. He could have opened his mouth, said the word, and fire and brimstone would have fallen from heaven and given Jerusalem and this whole place what it deserved, God's wrath and fury. With a word, he could have brought all of this to an end. The mockery, the shame, this stuff that he despised, the pain the agony of the cross. He could have brought it all to an end. But he opened not his mouth. And Pilate marveled. And so do we. Because when Jesus, we know, was pleased to be judged by Pilate, was pleased to stand in this human court, when he was pleased to be accused and not defended, when he was pleased to be charged and no defense made, when he was pleased to be condemned, he was pleased to be all of these things for you. In your place. Because because while Jesus was completely innocent... You are not. While Jesus is perfect in every way, and above all accusations, you are not. And while Jesus is perfectly righteous and holy, you are a sinner. And Jesus, dear friends, before the Sanhedrin, before Pilate, and before God Himself, is standing in your place. He is being condemned with your condemnation. He's being accused with your sin. He is being punished for your wickedness. St. Paul says that he who knew no sin, Jesus, 
became sin for us, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So Jesus is pleased to be accused so that you might be forgiven. He is pleased to be condemned so that you might be justified. He is pleased to be declared guilty so that he might declare you righteous. Because the one who did not open his mouth before before Pontius Pilate now opens his mouth before God the Father. And the one who refuses to defend himself now stands eternally to defend you. The one who was silent in the court of the Sadducees and Pharisees and Pilate is now vocal in the court of God where he pleads his death and his blood on your account and where he gives the verdict, the judgment, that you are righteous. So, dear saints, we rejoice. We marvel like Pilate at the silence of Jesus. Like the lamb before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. And this silence, like everything that Jesus does, is for you, for your forgiveness, for your life, for your salvation, and for your peace. Amen. And this peace of God, which passes all understanding, Guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.